0: Love, talk Radio.
1: Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball, I'm joined by Federal Baseball's Doghouse and hopefully by Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball as well. So I think I forgot to tell him that we were good to go for 11. Maybe he fell asleep. I hope he'll call on the mound tonight. <laughs> In the nation's capital, Max Scherzer he had a four-start unbeaten streak snap last time out. Gave up five hits, two home runs, three walks, five earned runs, and six innings versus the Brewers. A uh, three and one, two three eight ERA, one seventy two, two 328 line against and thirty four innings pitched in June. Dominant tonight on the mound, and what ended up a four two win. Six Ks from the first eleven batters faced. Uh, 7 from the first 14, 8 straight retired after a one 2 3 fourth, 11 straight retired after a one 2 3 fifth, 14 straight after uh, a 1-2-3-6, six, 6 scoreless on 89 pitches at that point, 9 Ks, uh, up to 17 in a row after a 9-pitch nine seventh, 98 pitches at that point, 18 straight before he gave up a one-out single that ended his night. As Dusty Baker said after the game, uh, thank God for Max Scherzer. It was pretty much the Max Scherzer and Daniel Murphy show tonight. Uh, Just a big, uh, nice start for Max Scherzer to kind of see him return to form after that Milwaukee outing, which wasn't very good.
0: Yeah, it's kind of striking how much the game was just those two, except, of course, for the spectacular defensive outfield prowess of of Jason Wirth. but uh, sure had it all working tonight. Uh, he, was, he was locating four pitches well, uh, throwing strikes when he needed and not throwing strikes when he needed, uh, keeping stuff mostly, uh, mostly on the corners, uh, getting stuff high, getting stuff low. Uh, I mean, the, the Mets right now are not a good hitting lineup. You know, they, they have a lot of their best players either on the Nats or uh, uh, on the DL and Cespedes hasn't hasn't been good recently so you know they they're really scuffling offensively and max really took them apart uh i okay i, I i'm not one who doesn't revel in schadenfreude, but uh just this, this this was also particularly satisfying tonight uh just so 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 delightful to see uh after that rough road trip the nets really carving up uh their Let's see. Did the Marlins lose today? I, I guess the Mets are tied for their closest rival, their closest division rival, uh, uh, with uh, with this week closed out today. Especially with with Max just going out and doing a number on him. You know, I I was a little surprised Dusty uh, took him out there uh, with uh, with only two outs to get in the eighth. But you know, we got to have a little bit of drama
1: in the game. As you mentioned there, after the win, uh, the Marlins are five and a half back. The Mets are six. Uh, Dusty Baker talks coming into this series about how they could get right back to the six-game lead they had before they lost seven straight uh, on that just road trip from heck, I should say, taking uh, <laughs> pick, three, not only three in a row but four in a row with, all together uh, with the last in Milwaukee, but doing it against your division rival and just putting that kind of space between yourselves. Uh, kind of just impressive what they were able to do Dusty Baker talked about it as soon as they got home before Monday night's game he said you know we have a chance here to do something big going into the all-star break they can't let off now they got Cincinnati and Milwaukee coming both of them played good against the Nationals when they were in their houses but uh, you take three from the Mets here just really important to kind of pad that lead a little bit like I said five and a half over the second place Marlins now uh, six games over the Mets (laughs) yeah
0: uh, the, the the Nats really need to to finish strong against uh, the, the the Brewers and Reds, a couple of teams that have you know, struggled this this year, uh, irrespective of how they played the the, the Nats recently, because you got to make some distance against the Marlins heading into the break. You know, not not that I believe that the Marlins are, <laughs> the are going to be more than than pesky here uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, I think they they still just have too many guys kind of kind of playing above their heads and they they still their rotation is basically Fernandez plus four others. Well that's that's not that's a little ungenerous, but not that ungenerous. So uh you know the the Mets will come back. Uh they've they've shown that they're they're willing to make moves uh to to try and uh uh get themselves back into the swing of things and it really paid off for them when they made aggressive moves last season so uh the Nets continuing to play well and trying to run off a string of wins and bringing a, a a good run in uh in into the the All-Star break I think that's really valuable you know you, if you if you see a lead like 8 9 games uh when uh, when everyone goes off to to play golf for 3 or 4 days um that's uh not not that that I won't be worried because I still will be but you know that'll that'll be a weight off I think and a and a good a good entry into the second half of the season and I I'm, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers as I say half <laughs> speaking of
1: worrying and uh, maybe making a big addition like the Mets did at the deadline last year I think I think we might need an addition in the pen I going to I don't want to say that here tonight. Uh, after uh, Max Scherzer out of the game, Oliver Perez gives up a single. Some serious managering going on at that point. Uh, Dusty Baker brings Blake Trinan in. Oliver Perez gives up a single to Curtis Granderson. Blake Trinan comes in gets a ground out from Darneau. That's the second out of the inning at that point. So, Dusty Baker goes to Sean Kelly for the four-out save. He strikes Alejandro Deaza out to end that inning. But uh, thank God for Daniel Murphy will add that to the list. Bryce Harper takes his 64th walk of the season, now has as many walks as he has hits on the year. The uh, guy who does MLB game day turned around and told me that with astonishment when Harper walked there, but Daniel Murphy follows up with a home run and we'll gets to Daniel Murphy soon, but that put it up 4-0 ends up being really important because Sean Kelly comes back out, gives up a single by Cespedes, a two-run home run to right by James Loney, makes it 4-2 at that point. Kelly Johnson doubles, just about hits one out there which would have been really interesting, but Ends up a two-run a two run win. Uh, we keep on seeing Sean Kelly make it interesting like this. We're going to have fans clamoring for Jonathan Papelbon to get back. He uh, threw a simulated game in full uniform, which everyone thought was a little bit weird, but he was out there on the mound in Nationals Park today trying to show everyone that he was healthy and ready to return. And Like I said, fans here might be clamoring for Papelbon if, if Sean Kelly keeps on uh, giving up home runs like that and making it interesting in the ninth. Well, talking about
0: clamoring for Papelbon, I thought FP had a good point when he said that some guys need to come off the DL just to get them the heck out of the clubhouse where they sort of stop pestering everybody. Uh, and it, it was his opinion that uh, Papelbon seemed to be that type, and judging by some of the cutaways during the game to the, him pestering anyone who was around him, uh, I, I, I could see he's probably antsy to you know, be, be back in the bullpen. Uh, yeah, Kelly, uh, to his credit, uh, he was out there for four outs, and he got four Ks. Uh, he almost gave up a cycle uh, during the ninth. So, luckily, that, that triple, always the hardest one to get, uh, they they didn't manage to put up one of those, and that would have made the game really interesting. But, uh, okay, he, uh, he held the lead, so good for him. Uh, Dusty playing the matchups, bringing him in against a string of lefties. Okay, he got many of them out and enough of them out to to seal the win. I will note that uh, while you might describe this performance as Papelbon-esque, he didn't (laughs) depend on Lucky Fielding and Babbitt to get his outs. He got four strikeouts. Okay, he gave up some pretty solid contact in, in the form of those aforementioned three hits, but he didn't need to find gloves to get the rest of his outs And I, I think that's uh, That's a little more promising Than the performance that we've been Seeing out of Apobon recently Now granted the the overall Effect has not Been that much better the outcome But uh, I think Kelly probably has the edge A little bit going forward if you want to If you want to say who's, who's More likely to produce a good result In a close situation now Neither of them at this point seems to be the, the pitcher you'd want in that highest leverage spot. Uh, and, you know, maybe that guy isn't in the bullpen right now with the way everyone's going. So, uh, you know, it, it, may, it may be time for Riz to work his magic and get, uh, I'm, I'm not sure who in there, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see come the deadline.
1: I had a discussion with another uh, one of the beat writers uh, whose name I won't mention going down to the press conference with Dusty Baker's post game. And we were both saying that you have to go out and get that arm. If not a ninth inning guy, at least an intimidating eighth inning guy that could close if needed, but where they're going to get that. No one knows because you don't know if the Yankees are actually going to deal Chapman or Miller, if if they're still alive at all. That's really not the Yankees style to kind of do that. So, you're going to have to see where Rizzo can go out and find that hard-throwing, controllable guy he seems to be after all the time and kind of bolster the bullpen. But luckily for the Nationals, they bolster the offense this winner, adding Daniel Murphy. Uh, Logan Verrett was on the mound for the Mets tonight, uh, subbing for Stephen Matz, who's out with bone spur in his left elbow, which I guess they're just hoping will go away. That doesn't ever really seem to happen. But 1-1 curve to Murphy ends up in the second deck and right. Uh, one nothing in the second, S B double sackbunt high, uh, Sack Bunt and sack fly brings him around two nothing in the third. That was all the scoring they got through eighth inning before Murphy hit another home run. That's his fourteenth home run on the season matching his previous season high set in he said did this in seventy six games. Previously, uh, 2015, 130 games, 538 plate appearances. He's around uh, 315 or 16 plate appearances right now, so apparently he found his power stroke here in his early 30s. Uh, previous highs were 12, 13, and then 14 last year, uh, or he got 14 this year. He really just can't say enough about how big a signing this has turned out to be for the Nationals. And, the fact that he went and did it against his former team, uh, Max Scherzer said that he really enjoys beating them. The beat writers were noting that's something Murphy will never say, but his teammates said it for him tonight. Yeah, Both those home runs were really
0: quite extraordinary. Uh, the first one, up and in, he's, he's swinging around like that. Okay, it was, a, it was a curve, so it didn't break his bat, but on that swing, I was thinking, okay, he's fisted one. Maybe it's a bloop that will drop over the infield, you know, get a little single here. They they pull back. I'm like, oh, he hit it harder than I thought. Well, it's going to die on the track. You know, I, I, I see uh, Deaza looking up, and I'm like, oh, it, that actually made it over the wall, and I'm looking for it to land somewhere in the bullpen. So was the cameraman, so don't blame me on this one. And somehow that thing soared way up into the second deck, how did he even do that? How does he hit those? I mean, he, he hasn't just found his power stroke. He's turned into Vladimir Guerrero 2.0, getting, putting incredible swings on pitches that are crazy and terrible off the ball or uh, terrible out of the zone. It's not like that, that crazy one that, that Hunter Pence hit that was like, you know, up at his eyes that he hit out off of Zimmerman that one time. But, you know, we're, we're kind of getting in that neighborhood. And you look at that one that he went down and got for the, the second home run. Uh, he was reaching way out for that, and I think he had one hand on the bat when he made contact. I, I, you know, this is a man who is clearly able to put the bat on the ball almost anywhere even remotely close to the zone and pretty far away from it. He comes in with a plan. He's looking for a pitch, and it doesn't even have to be a strike. He can just go get it. It's really extraordinary. Uh, and, it, you know, you, you contrast this with Harper, and one of the things that we really admire about him is his knowledge of the strike zone and his incredible discipline, and especially that hot streak he was on at the beginning of the season. If it wasn't a strike, he'd take it. If it was a strike, he could hit it out. Murphy, just whatever it is, he can hit it out. It's, it's, it's really remarkable. Uh, and, of course, even more satisfying to to see him do it against the Mets and, and to see Mets fans wail and gnash their teeth about it on the internet. Not that I'm the kind of guy who, who does that.
1: the yeah, so Mets fan in, in attendance here in Nationals Park didn't have a whole lot to cheer about. They kind of quieted down quickly. Then I, I will note that Dusty Baker said that uh, Murphy quite possibly uses his legs better than anyone in the game when he's hitting there. He said he's kind of teaching other people to, in the lineup to hit by showing them what Murphy does, which is Probably a good sign he really liked them. But I'll end on a positive note here. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm already giggling to myself. Uh, Worst fall, fall down catch earlier in the game is that the most old man man thing you've ever seen? Jameson. <laughs> I I I went back and rewinded that and watched it like two or three
0: times. I was trying to figure out why he fell down, and he was just like, I don't have to. I don't have to play this in. I'm just going to take a little rest. I'm gonna set me down right here for a second and just set a spell. I uh, yeah, that was that that was a very old man thing. If I were a baseball uh, player, I would do that every play I could get away with it. First of all, I would never catch the ball.
1: Second of all, I would end up doing that if I did catch it. Just for sure <laughs> you sort sort of thing. I got it. I'm gonna sit down for a
0: minute. Uh, tomorrow night.
1: <laughs> 7:05, Cincinnati Reds at uh, Washington Nationals. I'm gonna go apologize to Dave because I forgot to send him the uh, text saying we were good to go at 11. So now I'm the big jerk of the night. Matt Knightley, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Gio Gonzalez versus Brandon Finnegan, first game of four with the Reds. 7:05 tomorrow, 6:05 on Friday, which I still can't figure out quite why, but we'll focus on tomorrow. One more, uh, Nationals sweep the Mets with a 4-2 win. 47 and 32 on the year. Talk to you after tomorrow. Nice game, sir.
0: Go Nats.